Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog as Noni over at aslobcomesclean.com. Noni is short for anonymous because I'm talking about my deep, dark secret, even though I'm now like totally out of the blogging closet and um, everybody knows it's me. But anyway, I still use that name sometimes. So anyway, you can call me Dana. You can call me Noni. You can call me whatever you want as long as it's nice. Anyway, um, I... I'm so excited that you're here. This is A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. Um, It's where I share my struggles and successes and um, failures, my many, many failures um, in my own personal deslobification process. And as I figure out what works and what doesn't work, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually do work in real life for real people. And that was kind of a long and rambly little intro there. But I'm excited that you're here today. This is podcast number 84. I'm calling it, I think, Decluttering Clothes, Getting Over the Hangups, which I mean is kind of funny because <laughs> get it, hang up and close. But I actually didn't plan that. And so maybe it's not even that funny. Um, anyway, uh, but I'm talking about that kind of on the same lines, but so super duper time sensitive that I feel funny mentioning it other than the fact that it really is that good. Um, so my friend Kelly Snyder over at redefinedmom.com, even though you should go through my link if you're going to do this. Anyway, she has a new course called Adore Your Wardrobe. And Kelly's super fashionable in the way that when you first see her, you're like, okay, we probably wouldn't be friends. But then she's actually so nice and so helpful and like so wanting to help other people, um, you know, feel good about themselves through their clothes and stuff. So anyway, she's got this course that she's doing, but it is only open through the 22nd. If you have been thinking, I really just wish I knew what to wear. Um, then go check that out in the show notes for this podcast number 84 over at aslobcomesclean.com. But again, it's only available through the 22nd. Um, she'll open it again like in June or July or something. But anyway, um, go check that out if you're into that. And the reason I say that is that honestly, I think that's kind of one of those shifting things with clothing is realizing I only wear certain things in my closet. Wouldn't it be great if I didn't even have the things that I don't wear? Hmm. Yeah. And wouldn't it be great if I actually knew what to buy so I didn't buy things than to never, ever wear them? Anyway. Um, okay. But we're talking about decluttering clothing. Um, I, um, clothes, you know, you got to have them. You, you just really do. I mean, please, seriously, everybody needs them. Um, you have to have them. And to me, it's one of those examples. It's kind of like I heard somebody, I, I'm sure it was on Oprah years and years and years ago, but um, you know, somebody talking about one of the issues with um, when people have an addiction to food, one of the problems is that you have to eat. I mean, there it's not an option to not eat. And so it's something that you have to continually do. And yet it's also your problem, you know, where with certain things you just avoid it, you know, alcohol and drugs and, you know, things like that. I mean, not that that's easy in any way way, but it is something that it's like, okay, it's possible to just cut it completely out where with food you can't. And in some ways that's kind of how it is with clothes. Cause you have to wear clothes. Clothes do get worn out. You know, you can't wear the same thing all the time. Um, really, I personally can't. Um, but you know, they, they do, they get worn out. They, um, get ripped, they get torn. 
you have children, they are constantly growing out of them. It's just not something that you can avoid. And then if you go into the whole fashion thing, things go out of fashion. So, um, you know, and moods change. And if you're a woman, then your mood might change every three hours. So that's me. Anyway, um, so it's just, it's a reality that clothing is a, one of those items. It's not like a couch that you say, I'm going to buy a classic piece. And this one couch is going to be our couch for, you know, that we're going to pass on to our grandchildren if we take care of it. Well, you can't do that. I mean, that that's not how clothing works. And so it's just one of those things that's a continual clutter issue for so many people. Um, Okay, so we're just going to talk in general about getting over the hangups because this is one of those areas where people have hangups, okay? And I'm thinking this is probably going to be a two-part podcast, uh, but we will see on how wordy I am. Um, First thing to remember, and there's an entire podcast on this, and I talk about it over and over and over again uh, because it is the biggest game changer, mind changer, mindset change, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why, but the editor for my book says that I use the phrase game changer too often. (laughs) She was like, um, so by definition, like 15 different things can't be game changers. You really kind of need to have one that's a game changer. And I'm like, okay, fine. So anyway, I tried to put different ways to say that, but seriously, y'all, this concept is a game changer. Okay. It just is. And I think a game, an interesting game can change 15 times, don't you think? Anyway, um, so the container concept is a game changer, y'all. It really, really is. I mean, it is something that once I figured it out, once I realized what containers were for, not quite sure how I never realized this before, but I didn't know what they were for. Once I realized what containers were for, meaning they are limits to how much stuff I can have. It's not just, oh, I have too much for this container. I need another container. It's like, no, I have too much for this container. So this is how much I can have. I can't have any more. And if I want something that isn't in the container, then I have to take something out of the container so that there's room in the container to contain the thing that I actually want. Pretty sure that made sense, but it might not have. But anyway, um, there's an entire podcast on the container concept, and I will link to that in the show notes. Um, so basically that's what it comes down to. Okay. We are, we only have a limited amount of space. Okay. Um, I have a friend Uh, she's older than me, but she's a hoot anyway. And, um, I went to her her house to her house a few years ago and she's, um, she's a hoot, but she's not really like me in that she's like, yeah, I'll show you my house and here you can come into my master bedroom closet. (sighs) Yeah, that is never going to happen. I don't care how close we are anyway. Um, so we went to, you know, we went to the back and she basically had, like the back side of the house was a closet. I mean, just like the length of the entire side of the house was a closet. It was crazy to me. Um, in my old brain, in my pre deslobification brain, that's what I thought I needed. I was like, well, I have too many clothes. I need the world's most gigantic closet. I mean, like that seemed like the solution. Well, you know what? I'm not going to get the world's most gigantic closet. And um, I can dream about that and I can wish for it, but it's not going to happen. And meanwhile, even if I had a 
10-year plan to personally own the world's biggest closet, um, what am I going to do during those 10 years? Am I just going to have clothes laying all over my couch and my recliners and my kitchen table and my dining room table and I can't play my piano? (laughs) Not that I play the piano, but I can't play my piano because there's clothes all over it because guess what? One of these days, I'm going to have the world's most gigantic closet, and then I'll have the solution to all this. Well, guess what? Um, My house is a container, the one that I live in right this second, and it's the container I need to live in, and this container needs to contain me and my family, and we need to be able to walk without tripping, and we need to be able to play our piano, not that we play our piano, but we need to be able to use our home in the way that it's meant to be used, which means we need to be able to put our our clothes in the closet. And the drawers, the ones that we already have, okay? I mean, I'm not saying there's never a time where you need like another chest of drawers for your, um, you know, to put your clothing in. I'm not saying that's never true, but for me, it has never been true. I've always had more chests of drawers than I actually needed. So, um became an issue of me realizing, oh, oh, okay. So I can have the number of socks that will fit in my sock drawer and still allow my sock drawer to close. If my sock drawer doesn't close, it's not containing. It's not performing its duties as a natural limit to how many socks I can have. And I just need to get rid of more socks. I don't need to come up with I don't need to buy an additional chest of drawers to put socks in. Okay, I'm rambling on about something I've talked about in its own podcast. Containers are everything, y'all. They are everything. So realizing the house I have is the house that my clothing needs to fit into. The drawers that I have, the closets that I have, that is the limit to how many clothes I can have. Okay, so once I grasp that concept, which is really, really important, Um, then what do I do? Oh, and another thing too, there's another podcast about laundry and how I got it under control. And I actually say that without feeling any guilt. Okay. Um, I have laundry under control. That's like a really big statement. Not that I don't ever have piles of clothes that I've ignored for a while. I'm not saying that, but as far as every single week, I pretty much do every single bit of laundry in our house so that we never run out of clean underwear unless you don't bring it on laundry day. Like if, if you, if your mother tells you, bring me all your dirty clothes and you don't bother to look for the dirty underwear that you threw behind your bed. Um, yeah, they're not getting washed. So I know my kids don't even listen to this podcast. I'm not, I'm totally preaching to the wrong people, but I'm just saying, mm -hmm, don't tell me you don't have clean underwear when it's your fault because you didn't bring it to get washed. Okay. Anyway, wash it yourself, child. Um, so that is, yeah, laundry, once it's under control, whether you do a one load a day method, which is absolutely not what I do. I do not recommend it for people like me, but some people it works great for, um, whether you do one load a day or you, do a laundry day once a week, which is what I do. Um, once you actually have laundry under control, like you're not behind on laundry constantly, you really do consistently have everything clean and wearable in your house. Once you have that, it's amazing how much more easily you can declutter clothing because, um, that's how I know what we wear because when everything is actually clean on a regular basis, 
um, I see very clearly which clothes get worn and which clothes don't. I had no idea back when it was just a matter of, yay, we've got more clothes so I can wear more, more clothes. And so, um, you know, I was always buying more clothing and um, collecting more clothing and saying absolutely yes to anybody who wanted to give me clothing. I would take all that stuff and buy all that stuff and then didn't have to go do laundry as often because we had so many clothes. Well, once they were clean all the time, then it was like, oh, well, these things never get worn. These were last resort clothing. We don't ever wear these. So it's so much easier. Okay. So those two things, and those are their own podcasts you can go listen to. Um, all right. But we're going to talk about some of the natural, some of the hangups that people have about getting rid of clothing. Um, it's, it's just a normal thing to have certain, you know, like, well, I don't, I don't want to get rid of it because of this, that, and the other, whatever. Um, so we're just going to talk about, you know, breaking through some of those hangups. But before I do that, I have to be very honest and very clear that even though I have gone through a lot of this personally over the years, I am currently in a place where I donate clothing, pretty much all of it. I mean, it is a rare thing that I see something and think, okay, that is legitimately worth enough money to be worth my time to try to sell it on a Facebook group or eBay or whatever. And I can't even remember the last time I did that. I mean, I just don't, I just don't. Okay. Um, I donate it and I actually don't even donate to certain places because they want clothing sorted out from other stuff. And I'm like, no, it all goes in my donate box and that's just how it is. Okay. So that's what I do, but I know that not everybody's at that point and ready. Okay. A lot of people often, and this is what I used to do. I used to go through whatever I was decluttering and make all these different piles. There were piles for, um, there were piles for things to give away. There were piles to, um, sell. There were piles to, um, hand me down to somebody. There were things to put in a garage sale. I had different le levels of selling. It's like, okay, so if it's absolutely perfect, I can sell it on eBay. If it's worth money, but you know, maybe not absolutely perfect. So I can't put it on eBay. Um, then I'll, you know, I'll put it in a garage sale. Oh, but then this is something that someone gave me as a hand me down. So I feel guilty. Not, um, not, I mean, I, I've too, I, I would feel guilty about getting money from that, you know, cause someone just gave it to me out of the kindness of their heart. So I'm going to give that to somebody else out of the kindness of my heart. And, um, oh, I want to give it to the person who really needs it. Okay. Well, this person has boys in this size and this person has a boys in this size and this person has a girl. And, um, you know, so separating all those things out and then putting them in bags that I was supposedly, <laughs> I was supposedly going to actually go find these people and, um, remember to give it to them when I actually saw them and, that's a whole lot of things that basically never happened. Um, so, you know, looking, you know, dividing things up and figuring out the best way to get rid of each and every little thing. That is the reason I donate now because I don't have to worry about, Oh, well, I could get money for this or, Oh, well, some, so-and-so gave me this and I need to remember where it came from and remember all that. It's like, no, I have no guilt whatsoever about donating things because it's going for a good cause and I will donate it. Okay. Um, but if you feel that way, one of the ways I've gotten over that, well, for example, my daughter had a friend over on Monday the kids were out of school and she cleaned her room so she could have a friend over and, um, 
the friend is a year younger than her and they were playing dress up and the friend put on the dress that my daughter wore for the father daughter dance last year. And it's a gorgeous little dress that I bought used for $10 off a Facebook group from a friend of ours. And, um, I mean, well worth $10 as a used dress. It's that cute. Um, I loved that thing, but it doesn't fit my daughter anymore, but it fit this girl who was playing and the girl was wearing it, looked adorable in it. And I said, Hey, um, you just need to take that home with you. You can have that dress. And she was like, really? And then I told her mom and her mom's like, really? Oh, this is such a nice dress. And I'm like, yeah, because I, of course I love to give things to people who will really appreciate it. And of course I love to, you know, help somebody out that, Hey, who knows? Maybe her daughter will wear it to um, some special event or something. Now, I mean, she's got a dress that she could wear if their family went on a cruise, you know, they could wear it on the formal night, whatever, you know, she's got this little dress that she can use for whatever, or she can play in it. Who cares? I don't care. Um, but yeah, looking for those perfect opportunities instead, just saying in the moment, Oh, Hey, take this right now. Cause you can have it. Or, um, you know, my daughter put something on and it doesn't fit. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know who we're going to see tonight? Take that to them tonight. Um, you know, looking for those moments in the moment that they're actually happening. Or if someone's over here and it crosses my mind going ahead and acting on, on that, that frees me up to not feel guilty about just sticking in a grocery, in a grocery, in a donate box. Because I know that I've taken advantage of some of those opportunities. Otherwise, I stick it in a donate box. If it if it occurs to me in the moment and I say, hey, if you can come over right now and get something, great. If not, you know what? I'm just going to donate it. And, you know, honestly, what I have found, most people are not as neurotic about this stuff as I ever was. They're kind of like, oh, great. I love to have it in the moment that it occurred to us. And they're like, yeah, sure. We'll take that dress. But if I was to put that same dress on Facebook and tag that same mom and say, Hey, um, I'm getting rid of this. If you want to come over and pick it up, you can, she might be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Or not, whatever. And it probably would not be this thing that killed her to not have it, you know? So I'm one of those rare people. And I think that's because I've talked a lot before about my issues with valuing everything. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I sold on eBay for so long and knew how much I could potentially get for things and assigning this monetary value to everything I had. And I don't do that anymore because I much rather just get things out here. Here's what it comes down to. Okay. Here's my quote of the week. Did you like my quote last week? Cause I'm really proud of that. That one about non-existent things don't pile up. <sighs> that's good. Okay, so this is my quote for this week. Get it out of your house using whatever method you'll follow through with. I know that ends in a preposition, but whatever. But here's the truth. It doesn't matter as long as it gets out of your house. If you have all these ideals of how things should get out, but then you don't actually do them because you're never actually going to follow through with this best and perfect way that you know something should leave your home, if it's not going to leave your home, then that is not a, a good valid way for you to get it out of your house because it didn't actually get out of your house. Okay. So there's my quote, get it out of your house using whatever method you'll follow through with follow through on whatever. Anyway. Okay. Um, if you want to get top value, like if that is your hangup and honestly, if you are somebody who pays full price, more power to you. I know a lot of people who do pay full price for things 
And I was always very thankful for those people when I bought things at garage sales and on eBay and stuff. I thought, well, somebody's got to pay full price at some point. Um, But if you're one of those people who spends a lot of money on your clothes, great. But can I say something that might not be true and I don't want to offend anybody? Here's my personal experience. The more I spend on clothes, the fewer I have. The fewer I have, the fewer issues I have with decluttering. The fewer issues I have with decluttering my clothing, the less overwhelmed I am and the more I actually follow through on things. It was when I assigned value to things, but then I actually didn't put any of my own money into it. Meaning, woohoo, this is a, um, what was that? I don't even know the brands anymore. You know, even just say Gymboree, okay? I mean, I loved Gymboree stuff. If I saw Gymboree stuff that would fit my kids at a garage sale, I grabbed it. Why? Because it had great resale value, and I knew that. But I didn't put my own money into it. I paid 50 cents for it. Yeah, this thing is worth $7.99 resale, or maybe even $23 resale. And that's how I viewed it, but I didn't actually put my own hard-earned money out for that. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up buying 20 of these things, which was usually about 18 more than I actually needed because I was only paying 50 cents. But if you're actually putting real money toward things, and I'm not talking about when you are legitimately in a place where you need to do that as your job. Like you need to go buy things for 50 cents and sell them for $8 as your job. That more power to you. I did that myself. It was very beneficial for our family. But if you're just in a place where you, you know, I want to get my money back for this item. If you really did put a lot of money into it, my guess is you have fewer things to deal with and you may be a little bit less overwhelmed. And so maybe you do have time to do some of these things and get the value for it. However, if you have this huge, massive amount of stuff and you want to get every little less bit of value out of it, then you need to realize it's going to be like a job to actually do this. Okay. But ways to get rid of things. Um, consignment. You are going to get the most money for cons- by consigning your clothing. Okay. So you need to find a consignment store. Different ones are different. And honestly, it a lot of times comes down to who their clientele is, you know, um, if they are in a nicer area and they keep the store very nice, that probably means they're paying more in rent and they're paying their employees more. Um, it's not a, you know, not a thrift store. Okay. There's the big difference there, but if if it's a consignment store, that's very nice and in a nice place, then you're probably going to get more for people are actually going to be willing to pay more for the used clothing there. And you are going to get a little bit more. Now their commissions may be more as well. They're also going to require more work. A lot of places that are consignment, um, clothing will have you, I mean, like everything needs to be on a hanger and they may not allow wire hangers and it needs to be ironed. It needs to be freshly washed. If it's dry clean only, it needs to have its dry clean tags on it. I mean, not every place is the same. So you have to find out what your place is, but that's where you're going to find your place to get the most money out of your high end items. Okay. Those kinds of places don't want white stag. Okay. They just don't. White stag is a Walmart brand, um, which is fine and great and wonderful, but you're not going to get 
um, a high resale value for those things. Okay. Um, but there are also online ways that you can do that. You can go to thrift.com and, um, at thrift.com you can, um, uh, basically they will send you a bag that has prepaid postage on it and you will send in your clothes in that bag and they will sell it online and you will get a portion of what it sells for. Okay. You're going to have to split it with them because they're doing the work, but you're going to get that. Now, again, it has to be freshly washed, of course, which clothes should be when you are thinking that you're going to get money for them. And really anytime, even if you're donating them, you need to wash them. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but, um, or maybe on next week's podcast. Um, but at thread.com, you are going to, okay. Don't wonder why I keep saying it really funny. It's because I really don't want you to go straight to that website you need to go to the podcast notes for this. Okay. Because you need to do my referral link. Because if you go to, I'll just say it, it's threadup.com, which you've probably heard of it before. But if you go to my referral link, you get $20 in credit so that you can get something. And I know we're talking about getting rid of it, but still who doesn't want $20 in credit. And then I get $20 in credit. And basically the jeans and the sweater that I'm wearing right now are both from threadup.com. Anyway, so you want to make sure you do that. Um, but you have to use my referral link or you're not going to get that credit or somebody else's, but use mine. Um, so anyway, that is another way. So that's a way you don't even have to leave your home. You can go to their website. You can have them send you a clean out bag, which sometimes I'm not sure if they do this anymore. When I first started, they said that they did it and then they didn't do it for me. So I didn't understand, but basically, um, you had to pay to get the bag and then that, you know, you get reimbursed as you actually send things in and they sell. Um, but you, you have them send you this bag and then you just send it in. You don't have to leave your house. So that is super easy. It's a much easier way than going with the consignment store where you actually have to go there, but it's still work. Okay. But it is a way if value is your issue, then that's what you need to do. Or you need to sell it on eBay. There's another podcast on that. Okay. If you can't get rid of clothing, even though you don't like them, you don't wear them, you're never going to wear them. If value is your hang up, then do what you need to do to get that actual amount of money. Now, sometimes it's not value. Sometimes it's sentimentality. Sometimes it's just sentimental. I mean, I had the ugliest and I am not kidding you, but I remember buying it. I think it was cute when I bought it, this nightgown and it was like pink striped. It was, you know, I'm not a nightgown, like down to my ankles kind of a person, but you know, I do like to wear the whatever, probably knee length kind of a, you know, cotton, whatever type thing. So this thing, I can remember buying it when my, um, probably when my 14 year old was, um, a baby, I'm guessing. Anyway, I remember this, this, um, nightgown and how much I loved it, but y'all, it had been seven or eight years at the very, very least. And it was, had holes in it and it was nasty. And y'all, it just was so stinking old, you know, but, and yet somehow I kept, keeping it and not getting rid of it. Okay. But sometimes when I realize, okay, this is this item that if that I'm embarrassed to wear, even in front of my kids and my husband, it's that bad. 
not like I really care, but you know, what can I do to, to honor that and just say, you know what, I, I need to get rid of this, but I sure loved this thing. And it just feels like I'm getting rid of a part of me. Well, there's things that you can do. One of the things I do on stuff like that is make cleaning rags. Um, you know, if you cut up a t-shirt into squares or rectangles, those can be great little cleaning rags. And then if you're doing a really nasty job, you can just throw them away because it's a cut up t-shirt. Okay. So letting myself, what do I need to do to get over the hang up? Well, I just have this somehow this hard attachment to this t-shirt or this, you know, old, old nightgown. First thing I did was went out and bought another, I don't know, $7 and 44 cents or whatever it is at Walmart nightgown that when I put that on, my daughter was like, Oh, mommy, you look so pretty. I'm like, it was just a plain cotton nightshirt basically. Um, but so I did that so that I was like, okay, I have replaced because that's part of the container concept. I now have one that's actually suitable to wear and I can't have both because if I have both, then my drawers don't close. And so I've defeated the container concept. So instead I need to get rid of the old one but I just, oh, it hurts so much. This thing has been so good to me. And I remember how comfortable this was back in those days when I was always uncomfortable and, oh yeah. Okay. So I'm going to honor that by making it still be useful. And I cut it up and use it for dusting and use it for things. And then, you know, over time using it that way, it's like, you know what? It's, it's not as emotional anymore for me to get rid of it. It's not as emotional when it has, you know, puke on it or something for me to throw it in the trash. Cause you know, it has, it has served me well and I have honored it by making it as useful as I possibly could for such a long time. So using it to, you know, let its usefulness continue, um, other ways to recycle old t-shirts, Um, some people make crafty things out of them only if you're crafty though. Remember that whole thing about, you know, use whatever method you'll actually do. That's what matters. Um, but you know, using it for dust rags, using them for, um, some sort of, um, uh, you know, stuffing in a, 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 uh, I don't know. My brain is just completely gone. Um, you know, a homemade pillow or something, you know, just using it for some purpose that lets you be able to kind of break through that, just standing and staring at it and going, I don't know. I actually don't really like this thing even whatever. Okay. I've gone over 30 minutes. I hope I've actually said something of some sort of value and I am going to keep going on this subject next week because there are a lot of different, you know, what are the hangups that that keep me from being able to get rid of clothing that I know for a fact I'm never going to wear again. Um, so breaking through those and ways that I've used to break through those. Okay. Thanks for joining me today. Again, this is podcast number 84. Please go to the show notes notes for that and to find my referral link for thirdup.com. And, um, don't forget if you would like to be a patron of the show, I will let you know next week when our, um, hangout is going to be. Blah. Anyway, um, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean where you can support what it is that we do here because, um, podcasting doesn't actually earn any money and it actually costs quite a bit of money. So, um, I appreciate those of you who are part of that. Um, and I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. Thanks for joining me and I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye.